after three days, he said this, just watching how you guys used AI was worth the trip by itself, not to mention the fact that you created a new business for me. ADD has some advantages in itself, uh, yeah. but ADD times AI is really a multiplier. Oh. Oh. And I told it to come up with a workout schedule for a 56-year-old male, 185 pounds, who wants to gain muscle as fast as possible. Give me the best workout and the best diet. Boop, spit out a complete thing. This is Dan Sullivan, and I'm here on our podcast, Capability Amplifier, with uh, my unpredictable, um, unpredictable and distract distractible partner, Mike Koenigs. And Mike, uh, before we came on, you um, dropped another new productivity technology on me like you so often do. But this one, I had some warning because my the team leader for my tech department here at Strategic Coach filled me in yesterday, and I've never seen him this excited about anything. And uh, I think that <clears throat> what you're going to tell us about how you've already used this technology is going to totally justify his enthusiasm, because I think this is a big, big, big one. It is, and it is. Uh, well, you said it. ADD plus AI plus Adderall equals the ultimate capability amplifier. And the short version of what you'll find out in this episode is I used this tool yesterday with a client and we produced an entire website, all the content um, in a half a day. And it normally would have probably taken about three weeks of work and labor to do. So this could very well be the ultimate productivity enhancer in a major game changer for anyone who wants to create content. And in the end, we're going to have this thing right. Dan Sullivan's biography in the voice of Donald Trump and then in the voice of Joe B -B 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 Biden. And uh, you get to witness all that. So this is going to be a super fun, upbeat, fun episode. Right, Dan? Yeah. I think the, the thing that you want to do is give it, each of them a little bit more coaching. Trump needed no coaching, but I think Biden needed a little bit more coaching because it, it was very, very well spoken. So I think he needs some modifications. Yeah. We need to add a little more cartoon, a little more hilarity. We could have done it funny. And just yeah. think about the fabulous jokes about lemonade he would have added there. Yeah. Lemonade yeah. and squirrels or whatever. But anyway... It's pretty fun. It's pretty fun. Yep. So make sure you watch to the very, very end. Dan, uh, you and I, before we start rolling, we're talking about GPT-3, which is all the rage right now. It's the latest chatbot from OpenAI. Originally, Elon was actually involved with this. He got rid of it because he thought they were up to no good, honestly. But this new GPT chatbot is incredibly powerful. Um, you can go in and, for example... Right before we began, I'll share my screen. And for people who are listening, I just typed in, write a biography for Dan Sullivan, founder of Strategic Coach, and boom, it turned out something that is actually pretty accurate. Um, I've been using it for the past few days. Yesterday, I worked with a client, and we created a brand new brand, wrote all the copy, all the content for his website. 
we um i call it frankenstein we frankenstein three other companies who are competitors their content i fed it into this engine and it spit out completely original hybridized content and we produced an entire brand in one half day. I would say we probably saved ourselves about two and a half weeks. Mm -hmm. um, and so he'll, he's going to be able to launch a completely new company in the space of longevity and life extension in less than a month and be mm -hmm. taking a business as a result of that. I, I basically told my team, if we, if everyone in my company uses this, we're going to anything involving communications, content creation, um, this will save at least 75% to 80% of our time. Mm -hmm. You said something very, very interesting, uh, which is the however side of this. And what was mm -hmm. that? Well, I believe, uh, you know, I believe in Moore's law, which is, um, you know, it's what produces AI now because it's the speed of microchip progression that's been going on since uh, it was first pointed out in 1965. And it's been... Um, um, you know, pretty, pretty accurate uh, how fast microchip empowered technologies increase. But yep. I also believe in Newton's law, and this is Isaac Newton, uh, uh, who created the, the three laws of, um, you know, of dynamics of how the universe works. And his third law is for every action, there's an opposite and equal reaction. Yep. Okay. So when you empower you, and this is a capability amplifier. So the title of our title of our podcast is very much uh, apt for, I, I believe, and I've gotten the fill in from my uh, tech team leader. And he sat down and he said, this changes the world. And he was very, very excited about it for about 15 or 20 minutes. And uh, I said, um, I think you're specifically true, Glenn, because it just changed your world. But the world's big world's big place got eight billion people, and they're busy, and maybe it won't change all of them right away. But I think people who are already focused and opportunist and strategic, it will multiply their power. You being one of them, Mike, and people who are looking for the meaning of life won't find it by using this tool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So here's, here's what happened. Um, I'm going to say absolutely. And I, I want you to comment too on the relationship between um, social media and it. So here I'm going to give you three distinctions. First of all, this thing gained over a million users in under a week, which is pretty significant for any tool. Um, I had heard that um, it outpaced almost any other tech platform in uh, that Silicon Valley had ever produced in the past in terms of the volume of users. Now, it's only been maybe two weeks since it, uh, uh, as of right now when we're recording this. And um, the number of people using it, including a bunch of people in the strategic coach community, are finding that you can feed it recipes. You can say, I want you to act like a travel agent, or I want you to act as a therapist or dietitian. So I grabbed a little blob of code. They call them recipes. You paste it in. And um, then I told it to come up with a workout schedule for a 56-year-old male, 185 pounds, who wants to gain muscle as fast as possible. Give me the best workout and the best diet. Boop, spit out a complete thing. 
And if you don't like what it says or it doesn't have you if, enough detail, you tell it, change this and include something. And it contextually is smart enough to go back. It understands the context of a conversation. So um, here's what I believe we'll see is people who sit around working minimum wage jobs and look at cat videos all day um, are going to never use this or they're going to say, hey, tell me a, a stupid joke about blah, blah, blah. In other words, instead of acting as a creator, they're going to continue being a consumer. And I believe the consumer mentality is what keeps you ignorant and poor. Um, and so for the you said something along the lines of for stupid people, this will just make them stupider. And well, it'll, uh, it'll, maybe, maybe that's a little harsh, get but I yeah. think it'll multiply the number of stupid activities they can involve themselves in. That's good. That's very good. <laughs> yeah. And, and the, I and, think for smart then, people, it'll multiply the number of smart projects that they can take on and complete. So I think it instantly creates massively greater inequality of capability in the world. That is absolutely true. I, I was thinking about all the things that this is going to replace. Um, first, you said something about college. What's your prediction for college based upon uh, looking at this? Well, my my take on college is that it's um, cold storage for bodies between 18 and 22. Uh, and uh, what you're trying to do is indicate that uh, you can hire this person because they've proven that they can stick with something that's really boring for four years through to the point where they can get a certificate that tells them that they completed their higher education and boredom. Okay. Mm -hmm. The real stuff that's interesting in their life is what they do on their iPhone and their, you know, on the internet before they go to class and what they do on weekends and later, later in the day. So my sense is that, um, first of all, they're not even being taught by professors anymore. They're, they're being taught by graduate students and they're cramming as many of them into a classroom as possible. Mm -hmm. But my sense is that just based on my interaction with other chatbots, which are AI empowered, that uh, the, uh, this new GPT, I think, uh, has instantly far more accurate references to any question that a student could ask than the vast majority of college professors. I, th I think yeah. that because it has the uh, the entire internet as it's at its fingertips, and it's um, uh, and for, first of all, it doesn't have any preferences or biases. I mean, there's nothing intentional about the technology. It just responds to what you do. But the more users that who you utilize and interact with it, just like um, you know, uh, Google, uh, you know, or just uh, that um, the, the amount of material keeps building up. So other people who have asked about Shakespeare, they now have a thousand different uh, questions about Shakespeare and the bots inventory of Shakespeare related stuff constantly grows. So, yeah. so my feeling is that my sense of an educated person is not that they have the answers, but they have really great questions. 
and they know where to do they know how to interact with life in order to get the answers to their questions and this seems to me to be a, um, a tremendous multiplier in terms of useful information that is directly related to your question yeah so, i think so. i think that that's the answer i was looking for the very last segment which is this the distinction is um, a combination of knowing what questions to ask and also curiosity. Um, so I was, again, thinking through the lens of right now, how do I increase the capabilities of my team and my business without adding more bodies? In fact, having fewer is good because smaller teams are more efficient. And um, the distinction will be how effectively are they using um, this tool? So I'll give you a practical example of something I did uh, earlier this week, um, I just came out with this new book, um, uh, Your Next Act. Okay. And one of the things that you need to do whenever you get uh, put out a new book is you need to get as many uh, book reviews done as possible. And um, I was like, okay, I, uh, and, and of course, I also wanted to, to reach out to as many people as I could. And normally what I do is I'd write a letter. It would say, hey, so-and-so, um, -so, um, would you buy my book and write a review? And mm -hmm. of course, that letter had to be read. And, and normally I'd have to create the specs and say, here are all the things I want. And I might create an order and send it to my uh, one of my staff writers, or I'd do it myself. You know, it's like, it's just a matter of time efficiency, right? But one of the things that prevents people from actually doing that, they'd say, hey, I bought your book, Mike, but then they don't write the review. Why? Because writing a book review is a pain in the ass. It takes too mm -hmm. long. So what I did is I to told Jet Chat GPT, <clears throat> write a outbound email to um, people who know Mike Koenigs, asking them to buy a copy of the Next Act book. I put the link in there. Here's a link to the book. And then ask them to blah, blah, blah. So the, the result of this, and what I'm going to show you, Dan, I'll, I'll read a little bit of it, but it wrote, I'd say within 95% accuracy, this outbound note. And then I also said, write 20 Amazon book reviews for the book, Your Next Act, which it it basically wrote reviews and I, in my outbound email, I basically tell people just copy one of these personalize it a little bit and paste it. And, um, and then I, you know, that, but that's, that's what the email ended up uh, mm -hmm. doing. So the point being like, if I would have honed this and done it manually, it probably would have been an hour and a half of work, which cut down into 15 minutes. So mm -hmm. here's what I love about this. Now I can assign like with a voice message to a team member, three, four, five, or 10 money-making messages and say, start with chat GPT and modify it a little bit. And again, put into the right hands, you know, someone with less education who doesn't have to be a great copywriter, maybe a better proofreader mm -hmm. can do this, but yeah, this thing can write three variations that then can be Frankenstein together. And if you're smart, mm -hmm. you can tell the system to do that for you. You know, it, it's mm -hmm. that that powerful. So getting back to what you're saying, I think, A, yes, um, asking great questions, B, being curious, and C, um, sometimes 
expanding your mind to think about more possibilities is hard because prior to this, we didn't have the tools. We didn't have the time. This is a time machine for people Mm -hmm. who are curious and expansive minded. And um, also it frees us from so many limitations because you can have it do an enormous amount of research quickly and there's already some uh, variations of this tool that are being built right now that do lots and lots of other specialized things. So yeah. I felt like I rambled there towards the end, but, no, no. but I, I'd I like can't to go back to the, I'd like to go back to the um, topic of inequality. And mm-hmm. um, it's very, very interesting. Um, there's a, a, a book called Information. It's just called Information. The no, I think it's called the information, and the I'll look it up. Author, the author's name kind of escapes me right now, uh, because you've got me close to two o'clock in the afternoon, and uh, the sharpness of my James memory. Glick, James a Glick, theory a flood. Yeah, I got it. Yeah. I'll put it in show. So notes. he points out an interesting thing about um, uh, why Greek philosophy has such an impact on the world. Aristotle. Um, Aristotle. And he said it has a lot to do with the fact that um, which cultures in the Middle East adapted the alphabet first, and Greek was one of the first countries that had an alphabet. An alphabet being that you have a set number of symbols and you have a set number of sounds, and it wasn't that way up until about 800 BC. There, There weren't alphabets. They were, they were like hieroglyphics in the um, in the Egyptian pyramids, or they they were like Chinese ideograms. You know, to be literate, you had to know two thousand of them. But once you have the alphabet, in English, it's twenty six letters and it's forty three yep. sounds. And if you grasp it, uh, you have uh, an amazing power for teaching and learning and uh, you know discovering information and. It coincided right at the time, and it was there was a Greek alphabet, and it coincided right when the time when the Greek states were kind of forming politically and everything else, and so they were the first ones to really communicate widely through an alphabet, and their culture, Greek culture, still is one of the greatest influences in the world. When we mm-hmm. talk about mathematics, when we talk about you know, when we talk about philosophy, when we talk about politics, you're always going back to people who were writing about this 2,500 years ago. Dramatists, you know, tra- tragedies, histories, and everything, and they just made a huge impact. Today, the dominant culture in the world is American culture, and the dominant nope. English, the dominant language in the world is the English language. This will make the domination of American culture and the English language cosmically overwhelming, not just um, uh, because the first million people to use this were English speakers. And and what they were going after were things that are already, um, you know, um, within the English language uh, knowledge base. Uh, knowledge base. And so my sense is this is an immediate game changer on the geopolitical level. That's really interesting. 
Well, let's let's take that a, a step further because here's something else that we didn't talk about specifically in our last episode when we talked about AI, but um, some of the ways that this is going to affect anyone is um, already um, there were variations of this that we're doing. We talked about it last time. Midsummer Dolly will create any kind of a graphic image. So you give it a command and it's a text command and boom, it spits it out. Um, one of the things that I did, uh, it was uh, Vivian's birthday. And I said, write a um, poem to Vivian Glick about, and I told, I basically put a couple bullets about how we met, wh where we met, when we met. And, um, you know, we got married uh, 22 years ago. We met in Greece. Um, he, I, you know, proposed on the Eiffel Tower on my knee. Uh, we have a son who's 20 years old, da 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 da. I sped that in. I said, and write this poem in the form of Keats. Okay. So it spit out a poem as though it was written by them. And then I said, write a song um, as though it was written by Bono from U2. And it wrote a full song about our life. And it was amazing. And there was one thing that I said, and correct this, rewrite it, rewrite it again, but correct this. It was a little statement and boom, it, it changed it again. It understood the context. And there are folks already who have not only been writing the lyrics, but of course now there's deep fake audio. Um, there's also music and creatives, for example, are terrified of this thing because um, although this isn't creative, what it allows you to do um, is iterate it. Rapidly. Well, I think that's the big thing. Um, um, uh, I'm a trained artist. So I'm a, gra a trained graphic artist, and I was an advertising layout person and mm -hmm. also uh, tools in the strategic coach. I do all the layouts for everything. And, uh, you know, I still use, um, you know, tracing paper to do the original sketch, and then I send it off to my artist, and it comes back in InDesign, and yes. you know it's all laid out, and we have a set of rules, you know, uh, you know about colors, and you know, and you know, structure of layouts, and I have about seventeen different layout models, and I can mm. just, um, you know, and I can immediately write a do a new tool, uh, you know, and I just download one of the layout models. And then I just put new type into it and I send it out and and every once in a while I come up with a new layout idea and then that that enters the inventory. So what, one of the things about this is that there's the, the only difference between an amateur artist and a layout artist is tracing paper. Oh, that basically artists, uh, you know, uh, there's a no, I, no, when I, you say that, do you, you mean a framework? Yeah, yeah, but uh, what what professional artists have is that they just have a lot of frameworks. But in the old days, when it was pen and ink and it was, you know, pencil, is that you do a first drawing and then you'd slip it under the tracing paper and then you'd refine it and then you'd slip the second one under the third until you get to nine and ten. And by nine and ten, it looked really great, and then you could devote efforts to turning it into finished artwork. So I worked in an mm -hmm. ad agency in the 1970s, and they didn't have any of the stuff that you're talking about today. But it is the iterations that make you uh, the difference between an amateur and a professional. And uh, I was reading a murder mystery story once, and the character, one of the characters said the difference between an amateur 
and a professional is that an amateur uh, practices until they get it right and a professional practices until they can't get it wrong you yeah. know and uh, you know and think of our own work how many times i mean the next act how many people have gone through the next act three-day process right now yeah. you know and you're uh, how speedily and surely with great certainty you go through it now as opposed to the first time yeah yeah it's it's we now no you're adding other tools. this is a great yeah. additional tool because part of the the next act uh the next act um thing is that you get written copy you get uh you know you get complete you know websites you get uh, you get your your marketing differentiation copy and, yeah. and that takes time that takes time mm -hmm. but you just reduce that by a remarkable uh, uh you know by a order you know it's a yeah, difference or, of it, order it's it, 10 it, times it, it easily and and i'll give you a, a, a an example of one we did yesterday or actually this one wasn't yesterday it was a couple days ago i was with another client and we had just uh he used a tom brady reference like a metaphor in his marketing and we had temporarily put a you know commercial photo of tom brady making a uh you know throwing a football and i was like hey guys we can't get caught using that putting that on the website you know that'll get flagged by one of the uh bots that sends you the um, you know, send us twenty twenty thousand dollars, or we're going to sue you, um, uh, scumbag attorneys. And um, so what we did is, I just went to, I said, you know, draw a picture of Tom Brady uh, about to throw a, a touchdown pass in front of a large audience with the field go post behind him, and boom! In five minutes, I had a original. Oh yeah, and I said in the in the style of Pixar. So, you know, I got this stylistic image that is royalty free, boop, popped it right on the, on the website. Mm -hmm. So, and now we're also like during a conversation, I'll have a founder describe what they want and that'll be fed in and boom, the copy's written. And what I found yesterday with, with one of the guys we were working with, he, um, he was so blown away after three days, he said this just watching how you guys used AI was worth the trip by itself. Mm -hmm. Not to mention mm -hmm. the fact that you created a new business for me. You know, mm -hmm. that, that wasn't the value. It's seeing this and witnessing how it was used. And, and that, that left a huge impact on me. There's a huge inequality, um, Mike, that I just thought of specifically related to you that okay. ADD, ADD has some advantages in itself. <laughs> Uh, but yeah. ADD times AI is really a multiplier. Oh, oh, you just came up with the title of this um, uh, mm. podcast episode, which is ADD times AI is the ultimate capability amplifier. Well, I would say ADD times AI over uh, over Adderall. You know, like because you know, you, you got to control. You got to control this process. <laughs> there's there's got to be some governance of the process. You know, and uh, well, I see my you know, these are these are these are my little blue pills here. <laughs> oh, look at you! Look at you! <laughs> Yeah, I don't the munch. Man with the you know, you, you got to be careful not to munch them. You know, just take it a hand. Yeah, yeah. 
Oh my God. Yeah. That's a, a buddy of mine told me he uh, went and bought some chocolate covered uh, coffee beans <laughs> and uh, he, st- he ate like two or three while he was on the phone at 9 PM. <laughs> and then um, once he realized he had eaten half the bag. <laughs> um, yeah, you you got to be careful. It, you yeah. know, um, but you know, I, I agree with Joe Polish. He said, you know, the problem with talking about addictions is that they keep talking about it as an, as a problem. Addictions are actually a solution, but if you, you know, if you overdose on them, they can become a problem. The problem is the problem why people are addicted is much worse than the addiction. You're right. Well, this is, um... I think that, you know, I, I'm total buyer. I remember, um, interview I watched on television was with Gary Kasparov, who was the first grandmaster who was defeated by an AI program. Yes. Um, Watson, which was an IBM, IBM supercomputer. Uh, and um, so he said, you know, was that the end then of grandmaster? And he says, no, no. He says a whole bunch of us got together uh, about six months later who were used to competing against each other. And we all agreed that we would choose our favorite supercomputer as an assistant, and we would just start a league at the level of mm-hmm. grandmaster, grandmaster with AI. And I think the same thing happens right here. You know um, that uh, if you're really great at what you do and you got some wits about you, you're just going to take this and you're going to take you you're you're going to take your game to a higher level. And for a while, that'll put you way ahead of other people who were would be competitors because they'll be slow in the uptake and you'll just outproduce them. Yeah. And that, I mean, it's a productivity. It's an amazing productivity tool. You know? Yeah. And uh, yeah. And, 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 and the, the, the distinction, what makes it productive is your ability in real time to know how to create a capability amplifier. So I'm going to give you an example. So I'm going to, I'm going to build on top of your chess example and I'm going to speculate a little bit, but um, not long ago, a, there was a big deal about a chess master who got caught cheating. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. the belief was that he had a spotter watching the game and he had some sort of a, a thing shoved in his anus that would signal what vibrate, to do. Vibrate. Yeah, a little vibrating. So let's just call it a butt vibrator. Might, might get a little extra thrill out of the whole. Yeah, thing. yeah, exactly. They, yeah, they, they, they sell those. They're like uh, iPhone <laughs> yeah. controlled vibrators. Apparently. Anyway, anyway, staying straight on on target here, keeping this rated G. Um, so really, that is a, a version of cyborgism. So in this mm-hmm. particular case, chess master cheats by having a spotter signal to him with an enhanced body part. Mm-hmm. Now, what we're very close to having is augmented reality uh, glasses. I actually ordered a pair from a company and I couldn't get it to work. And I was like, my time's too valuable. Screw this thing. I'm going to wait for the Apple ones to come out, which pretty soon the new augmented reality glasses will be the equivalent of multiple 8K displays projected about 100 inches in front of you, which means you won't need monitors anymore, and you'll have substantially more information, but you'll also be able to see the real world. Mm -hmm. And the processors in these things could be running a personal GPT chatbot that signals to you, and 
instead of having a human who's, you know, in this particular case, watching your chess game against another player and telling you what to do, you'll have a chat bot that you have prioritized what to pay attention to. Now, some of them can be survival stuff, which is make sure you don't hit that car, idiot. Hey, this is Mike Koenigs. Sorry to interrupt the podcast, but if you're an action taker and ready to transform and reinvent yourself and your business, go to connecttomike.com to learn more and book a conversation with me right now. All right, back to the episode. All the way to looking around for people that'll enhance our capabilities as humans. And also, we'll, we can literally have eyes behind our heads. Yeah. And better listening and stuff that pays attention to frequencies that our bodies can't pay attention to and be able to visualize it and stack it on top of our eyesight. Um, so the number of specialized bots that combine data. And, and again, I'll give you an example of some real life. Um, I was listening to a, a podcast called All In. It's Jason Calcanis, a couple of big Silicon Valley nerds. And they said, you know, the next big thing that's going to come out of Silicon Valley right now is combining data that we haven't thought of combining before and adding AI mm -hmm. to it. But I would also say that the other next big thing is combining big data with um, tables and volumes of intelligence with real-time augmented reality chatbots and probably cyborg enhancements, right? But but one of the nice things about putting all this together is we can bring stuff that we can't see or hear or feel or taste or touch into a format that we can uh, deal with right now. That's until we, of course, have direct neural implants, but I think I'm going to avoid that uh, upgrade. Yeah, it's uh, really, really okay. interesting, uh, but uh, the um, bandwidth that humans have today is no greater than the Greeks had in 800. That right. the, hum the human brain can only uh, focus on one thought at a time, and that's a bandwidth. Okay, that's a bandwidth issue. And uh, the notion of that we can think five thoughts at a time is fanciful. It's against the laws of physics. It's against the laws of physics. So my my sense is that the ability to know what you want and the ability to focus and the ability to ignore everything except what you are interested in is still a principal game winner in human human affairs and. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, for example, they find that 50-year-olds uh, who are used to using the computer are incredibly more effective at searches than 20-year-olds. Okay. Yes. And the reason is that by 50, you've narrowed down your field of interest that you're only interested in certain things, where 20-year-olds, they still don't know what their central focus is in life, and therefore everything's a possibility. Okay, so, uh, you know, I'm incredibly more concentrated and focused at 78 than I was at 58 than I was at 38 than I was at eight, eight, 18. And, uh, you know, uh, my life gets slower and life gets simpler, even though my productivity has gone through the roof. Uh, yes. Thing, and that there's so much that I'm not interested in that and doesn't take up any time. Right. I've I've noticed the same thing. The honest God truth is I've been modeling you in that, and my life has gotten considerably better because 
uh, simpler and fewer does not mean less. Um, so I have, I have an idea for you when you talked about the, the notion of bandwidth and us being able to only focus on one thing. I think there's one, uh, concept I want to run by you and get your feedback on, which is this it's symbology. So think about it. I remember I went to Egypt a little over 20 years ago and an Egyptologist was teaching us, you know, how Egyptian language worked. And then he talked about an Egyptian word, which I don't know if they, I, they, I don't think they figured out how, what Egyptian sounded like, but they know the symbols. And then, you know, basically the Greeks kind of stole some Egyptian, came up with their own language. And then the Romans created a derivative work. And then there's Latin. And then of course, English, et cetera, et cetera. And basically this guy started going through a concept and the words and how they've evolved over time. And if you think about it now, let's say you had an iPhone and you showed it to an Egyptian and you had to describe what it was, how long that would take, because there's a whole bunch of stack concepts that require, you know, it's like, and and now we communicate in memes, right? It's sort of like when emojis mm-hmm. uh, came along, now they're stacked emotions, you know, like we're our symbols are describing more complex things. And one thing I notice about Zach and his friends, they can communicate very complex ideas using a, a picture or a word. And so I, I do think that our ability to communicate a lot more stuff in a shorter period of time with a new symbol is changing the bandwidth equation. So what are your thoughts on that? And well, I um, think, I, you know, I think we all do that. And if you just take your three day process, uh, you've got a shorthand with your team now. I mm-hmm. mean, first of all, the first time you went through it, uh, first of all, they had to learn how to do the activity itself. And you had a long way of describing to the client what you were going to do. And if you compare, if you have a record of your first time through and your mm-hmm. your last time through, um, it's compacted down. You've uh, It's almost like the microchip. You're getting more and more really powerful, important information in the same period of time. You've doubled the amount of useful information in the same period of time. Same thing's happening, mm-hmm. Coach. So, um, you know, um, <clears throat> I did my last uh, scheduled uh, 10 times workshop uh, uh, last last Friday. Last Friday? Last yes. Friday. No, Congratulations. Monday. Congratulations, actually, Dan actually Sullivan. Actually, it was Tuesday. Actually, it was Tuesday. Tuesday was the last one, just a couple, three days ago. And uh, now we have five coaches who are taking over my complete schedule. And then all, uh, you know, any, uh, they'll be completely in charge. And I spend absolutely zero time actually enacting that takeover because I have a team that knows all the tools. They know all the schedules. They know how to put things together and they did the complete transition over and i'm continuing with the two two hour zoom calls but i'm just going to use it for creating new tools throughout 23 so that there's you know several dozen new tools that they have available to them that they can keep feeding the process so there's still innovation at the front uh, of it well that's (laughs) that's uh, that's a 
quite a, a quantum leap from my very first full day workshop back yeah. in 1989 when uh, yeah I, I went through about 10 glasses of ice water in the day and Bab said you know you, we got to make sure that you pee you know at regular <laughs> at regular periods I, you know I, I mean it was exciting then but I, I it was very very nervous because I didn't know the form I didn't know the structure how yeah how do you keep them interested and engaged for seven hours and everything else you know and you know, I had six people in the room, you know, and uh, I thought I had died and gone to heaven. You could do that many people and everything like that, you know. But do you, I mean, we're, we're, um, productivity means faster, easier, cheaper, bigger, mm. you know. I yep. mean, and um, what you're describing is a quantum force productivity uh, enhancer. But only yeah. for people for only people who are already productive. Yes, and 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 that that I think can be. Um, so here's a here's an opportunity. Here's another. Uh, go, ahead. go ahead. Yeah, yeah. That? Do that. Do that. People who are really great at interacting with other human beings will be really great at interacting with this medium. Yes. And and. Um, I'm just trying you, to make the two of us feel good. Yeah. Well, well, here's, here's another way to, to feel good, which is imagine having a augmented capability coach. Okay. What an opportunity for someone who walks in and can promise and deliver on the notion. I will make you three to 10 times more productive. Yeah. So you can get more done in less time and work less. Um, so you've got more free days mm -hmm. and, um, we're going to do that using these new, new technologies. Mm -hmm. I'm going to give you the recipes and tools and, um, make it comfortable because I think at first someone will say, well, this is impersonal or it's something, you know, you've got your own notions of what it may mean only to find that, um, you've got more opportunities, more options and, instead of filling up your calendar with more noise this is a simplifier it's a massive simplifier as an augmented resource yeah. and that's what i see is is a great opportunity so if you were going to summarize um you know communicate in dan's simplifier mode what this means and why you want it or need it. And you kind of did it right now, but do it again. I just want to hear what comes out of your mind. Well, I think the, the, the big thing is that what I've noticed is that um, really effective people, you know, and I've watched myself and then I've watched uh, hundreds and thousands of other entrepreneurs who I have assisted in a particular way of getting to know themselves better and knowing what they should focus on personally and what they should use other people's capabilities to do that and i've been at this you know for about well to be in you know in um two years it'll be 50 years that i've been just on this single focus and uh, what i've noticed personally is that every time a new technology comes along i either can use it directly like zoom has been a great enhancer for me personally, because I, I like the medium that we're doing right now, or I've got a very skilled human who's passionate about using this new technology. And then I just communicate with the human and they know my intention and then they go off and they 
produce things and I get the benefits. So my choice is either it's something that I don't have to spend any more time learning how to do than turning on the television set, you know, or it's somebody who's really has to have some familiarity with the new technology and they've they've discovered all their own shortcuts. So I don't want to I don't want to have to learn that I I don't have to learn what they've already mastered. I just have to tell them what I want and then they will do it for me. I was just thinking, you know, uh, Peter Zion said that in the two month period between um, I was watching him the other day, the two month period between October 1st and November 30th. So two months, 100,000 big height, the big tech companies laid off 100,000 people. And it wasn't because they were bad or good or anything. It's just mm-hmm. that the cost of money has gone way down, you know, for 15 cost years. Gone way uh, up, you mean? Yeah. No, the, the cost of, yeah, the cost of money has gone way up. And yeah. so they can hire people for 15 year projects and 10 year projects and five year projects. Yeah. They've got to just have people on the payroll that it's next year's projects and the year's projects for that. But these are very, very skilled people with technology. And that this may be a new medium for all those skilled um, programmers and other people used to the tech world to become guides, you know, to become guides to, um, you know, GPT, GPT, you know, they can become like human instructors and how how to use this in the same way that Google created enormous amount of learning progress of how to take advantage of Google. Yes. So, so I've got two predictions. um, And that is, so we've had all these layoffs. Now there's a, there's a grand divide. So I'm going to do the positive first, which are, a lot of people laid off, they got laid off. They've got an opportunity right now to use this new technology that interestingly came out at about the same time. Because mm-hmm. one of the things that ChatGPT can do is write really good code really quickly um, mm-hmm. that fixes itself, you know? And again, if it's used as an augmentation, so a baseline that you write and then a human goes and tweaks it so it makes it more efficient. So um, that means software can be created a lot faster and you combine these new software concepts with the AI. Now we're really creating some fantastic platforms and if you combine it with data. So I think this could be an opportunity for an amazing revolution in Silicon Valley for a whole new wave of software because the talent's available, at least the entrepreneurial ones. Yeah, now, I, don't think, back- uh, I don't think that the advantage of Silicon Valley as a geographic location. None whatsoever. So I'm using none it whatsoever. My feeling is I if, agree. if you have the Internet and you have, uh, you know, one of the next topics I want to talk to you about today is just what's happening to the world right now. And I'll just yes. plug, plug this in that, um, you know, I've got two uh, things and how smart entrepreneurs can actually take it. You know a lot, a lot more about this because you've actually played with it. I haven't played with it yet, and I haven't had any of my projects uh, except you doing a biography of me. That's the only project. Yeah. <laughs> project uh, not bad, by the way, but not bad. You know, yeah, better than some that my team, my team has have written. Well, that's know? the thing. You feed in what you got, and it makes it even better. Like yeah, I just yeah. say, rewrite this and add, make it funny. 
Um, yeah. And it actually adds. Um, I had. A, oh my god! Yeah, keep on going with the, with your thought though about the world. No, no, but the, but so the thing the that, I, that I want to say, I just want to show you that um, um, knowing yourself is really going to be very very important to master this technology. Oh, yes. Okay, so you're all, you brought up the second point I wanted to make. So the first point was basically. I think we're at a a nexus opportunity for the next big thing to come out of human capital being available, high cost of money, and AI. This thing can bridge that gap and equalize it very, very quickly. Unless you're a basket-weaving, politically correct, woke person who is working at Twitter and you found out that you have zero value. Um, okay, that was a big kick. That was a big kick. But... Here's the second second part. Um, you're still on, Mike. They, there you go. Yeah, you like that? You like you're that? in a free zone. You're in. A, I can tell right off the bat that this is a free zone. You know, it and, is. So here's the big idea, though. What I what I really learned um, over the last three days. So I had this client here. We did that new business. We launched it. We built all this content, and one of our new um, mottos is "homework sucks and no homework." And what that means is. In the old days of agency-like work, like our whole model is three days, you show up and we do it, we get it done. We build the brand, we build the offer, we create all the content, we create all the launch materials, blah, 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 blah. You walk away and you can do a business, right? And when we added AI, it made it even better. And I think, the for example, one of the reasons you love Zoom is Dan shows up, Dan collaborates, Dan goes away, and he's done. Okay. And it's, no record, and it's recorded. Totally. It's all done. We made a show. And um, and Dan can show up with no agenda, no bullets other than one idea. No, prepar no preparation. It, right? And you do the same thing when you're creating your tools. You get into a group, you collaborate, boom, out comes up, you listen, you uh, simplify, and genius comes out. Now, here's what's different with this, Dan. We can take the um a transcript from the conversation and say write a book and a summary in an outbound email based upon this content and it will literally spit it out can we do so we're talking about here. Uh, this is yes. being recorded by otter ai is yep. there a possibility that gord can pull this off and run yes. it run it through gp uh, uh GPT uh, while we're doing this so we can see I'm, I'm actually trying to do it right now as we speak so I'm copying it and I'll see what it does and boop boop boo do 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 and I'll see if it lets me copy sometimes it won't let you do it in real time but I'll just tell chat GPT um, and I'll show you the screen <coughs> um I'll tell you, say, take this con um, content or rewrite and simplify this content and turn it into summary bullet points and a um, email to send to a entrepreneurial business. Um, audience, make it upbeat and funny. Okay, 
Yep. And then I'll paste that in. Let's see how long this is. Okay, it looks like it's most of it. So I just fed it, fed it in, and um, there it goes. Cursor's flashing for our audio friends. Dan Sullivan is the founder of Coaching Academy. He has written numerous books. Okay, Sullivan is involved in charitable film. All right. I don't know if it's banana um, producer. Look at that. Divide be through their advantage and those who struggle with it. Sullivan advised entrepreneurs various technologies, but to stay ground and focus on. Ugh, that isn't good. All right. So clearly I have to give it better uh, yeah. commands. Yeah. Okay. But it's making right? a first attempt. You yep. know. And the so, thing. Um, uh, one of the thing, by, by the way, almost everything that did in my biography above is actually false. <laughs> yeah, and that, and that's probably based upon some old stuff that it found. No, no, I, um, I belong to none of those organizations. I've oh, done, that's interesting. Yeah, yeah. and I've uh, received none of those awards, and I've. Uh, that's I've interesting. Yeah, been, I've never been to any of the organizations who gave me the rewards that I didn't receive. <laughs> Hence, one of the things that people say about ChatGPT is when it's wrong, it's really wrong, and it's yeah. still very convincing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, it was well-written, well but it, um, it must be talking about a different Dan Sullivan. Yeah. And GPT is calling possible, me yeah. DAM, by the way, D-A-M-N. It's calling me DAM. Uh, you know, my, my name's Dan, you know, so... <laughs> Yeah. I didn't see and any I, dam in there. Yeah. Yeah. It's got to go to the second last paragraph. Dam, uh, dam is also. <laughs> yeah. Second last sentence. Okay. I think okay. It. I'll. Uh... Yeah. Now, uh, I'm not, I'm not picking things here. Um, no, it's fine. It, it, it you needs know, to I, help you. I, I, I have to read the, my stuff that I write and I have to correct things and anything. So I'm not, uh, I'm not being. Uh, yeah. Let's see. Uh, Sullivan, where's damn Sullivan? No, no, it's where you come in the GT, GPT stuff. Okay. I, yeah. The, he the, started the, the second, GPT. the second oh, blob okay. right here. Yeah. I see yeah. Dan. Right. Yeah, there. I don't see any damn. Yeah. Um, that's kind of funny. It. Uh, it oh, very it good. may have been the the otter was off. If. Um, oh, there it is. It's otter. Damn. Uh, go go down a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> it says damn can show up. With no oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was otter. That, that's for uh, that's for sure. Damn can the, show up. The, with no the speech recognition might still have some challenges, yeah. but it's yeah. getting better. It's but getting you better. say I mean, it's even better in the new one, right? Um, yeah. So that so otter uses. Um, I don't even know if it's GPT based. It's using a model. Um, I think it's Amazon's tech. But the OpenAI, they've, I just, I, again, I'm deep into looking at all their tools. Um, there's a few systems now where they, the accuracy is considerably higher and it's multilingual, which has been an ongoing challenge, which is like just decoding accents, deep accents, for example, um, yeah. have been tricky. Any, anyway, um, yeah. um, you know, uh, I feel, um, incredibly positive about going deeper with this and uh, talking to my team about it. And I said, you know, um, we have to use strategy for all the other technologies that we've ever adapted. We have to use strategy for 
you know, Zoom and everything else. And I said, this isn't any different. This isn't any different, uh, you know, and, um, you know, uh, we can't be people. For, I mean, uh, you know, the only people who are, who are going to be pleased with this, it gives them a break from watching porn, you know. They, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and yeah. Yeah, we don't yeah. want to. We don't want to attract those type of individuals or or utilize, utilize them. But I think the the big thing that I'm getting is that it, it's almost akin to um, the people who first got the alphabet, uh, first people who got printing, you know, first people who got photography, the first people, you know, it's got first one people who used wheels. They're yeah, like, no, I'm going to continue dragging bricks. You know what's funny is the Aztecs had toys with wheels, but they never thought to use them for actual, yeah. actual adult conveyances. They they actually had toys with wheels on them, and you know they didn't get the. They were too busy sacrificing people on the pyramids to, yeah. you know, to yeah, you know, you know if when you're when you're over over good at certain skills you don't ignore you sort of ignore new possibilities for other skills you know so uh, so anyway i'm really i'm really pleased and i'm really pleased that you gave me uh your progress report on actually applying this to something that you've already made incredibly simple and incredibly fast and it's uh it's added another uh another you know, uh, an, another order of productivity to what you were already doing. Yeah, it, it's um, I I know just personally experiencing that, witnessing my team going, holy cow! Like I watch their wheels spinning, but more importantly, the impact it has on clients. So for their confidence in our capabilities especially when they witness it in real time, because I think someone who's selfish and scarcity minded would be like, Oh, I, I'm going to keep this behind the scenes. I'm not even going to show anyone what we're doing here. Cause it'll devalue us. And it's in fact, a massive enhancer because again, what I call it a transfer of certainty. If you are a great leader, you want the people who trust in you to feel absolutely confident that when they engage with you, that you absolutely can deliver and uh, right before we got on today, I was talking to a new client and I always ask the same question, which is on a scale of one to 10, um, how convinced are you that you're going to engage with this? And, you know, if they say 10, um, you know, we're going to wire over the money, boom, we're in. Or if it's a seven, you know, why is it a seven? And what can I do to make it a 10? And they'll say, well, here's how we solve the gap. And it's always, I need to see more or will this work for me? But if someone can observe you solve a problem that they have and they've seen you do it before, you're the best, right? And this closes that gap. Mm -hmm. It closes it so much faster. So I think creating more confidence um, means um, speed of execution is higher and someone sees that you have the right capabilities. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah. you know, I, the, the name of this podcast is more meaningful to me today yeah. than it ever has been because of that. Go ahead. The other thing, I think that this is the death blow to bureaucracies, um, you know, which have been under pressure ever since the microchip was, I yeah. mean, um, um, you know, and that is that um, the, 
uh, any any uh, organization that the first consideration is interpersonal politics, uh, you're not you're not going to get quick ad, uh, adoption of a technology that makes everybody more capable in an unpredictable mm -hmm. in an unpredictable way. And um, but I, I think this again favors um, you know smart entrepreneurs because it was smart entrepreneurs who created this. And, uh, you know, and uh, so I'm, uh, you know, it's um, very consistent with how I see the world developing. And I just want to show you a couple ideas that I've developed over the last two weeks, which I think this actually fits in very well. I can't wait. So let's uh, that'll be our next episode coming up. So let's wrap this one up. And um, first of all, I feel like my world is bigger because of what we just talked about today, Dan, I have a lot of new ideas and as usual for all of us watching or you watching, listening to this right now, if you've enjoyed this, uh, go to capabilityamplifier.com, send Dan and I a note. Um, of course, share this with someone who you think could benefit from this wisdom and knowledge. What would you like to end with Dan? Yeah, I, d I just think that you should, um, um, first of all, how do they get in touch with, uh, uh, with this um, AI uh, bot because sure. it's it's free for a sign up right now. You have to register to That's use right. it, but it's free at this particular time. And I think yeah, that, that, I think what they're doing is they're using the response to figure out what the business model actually is. They're doing that. So it's basically they're going to sell time. It'll be based upon either words it produces or cycles it uses. Um, but it's cheap as hell. It's really cheap. And you just go to openai.com and then um, uh, create an account. And then from there, you use ChatGPT. There's just a link on the site. It's remarkably easy to use. And they give you lots of examples. And um, in the show notes, I'm going to create some, put some links in there for some they call them recipes. So it's basically a way to train this with a copy paste to become a dietitian, to become a psychoanalyst, to become a researcher, a journalist, anything you can imagine this thing can emulate and you can have it operate in any voice or character you want. So if you wanted to write like Bugs Bunny, um, it'll do it. If you wanted to say add a lisp, it'll do it. If you wanted to do it in a different language, it'll do it. So it's like and this thing's learning. So as you use it, you're training I'm gonna it, do you're making two it better. Examples. I'm going to have one do it like Trump and the other one like Biden. Oh, yeah, that's a great idea. <laughs> that's a great idea. Oh, God, yes. I could do you can say write this email in the voice of Donald Trump. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, if I say write a biography um, describing Dan Sullivan from Strategic Coach in the voice of a Donald Trump speech. All right, <clears throat> let's see what this baby comes up with because why not? He's the best, let me tell you. Okay, there we go. I am proud to introduce you, the one and only, the great and powerful Dan Sullivan. Dan Sullivan is a man who needs no introduction, but I'll give him one anyway because he's just that amazing. Dan is the founder and president of Strategic Coach Company that helps entrepreneurs and business leaders achieve their goals and reach their full potential. But Dan, is more than just a business leader. He's a visionary. Born and raised in Canada, but who cares if yeah. it's false? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yep. And that's what you do. You tell it, 
to become one of the most respected and sought after coaches in the world with his no nonsense approach and his laser sharp focus on results. Dan has helped thousands of entrepreneurs and business leaders achieve their dreams. He's a master at helping people overcome their limiting beliefs and achieve breakthrough success. That's not. So if you're an entrepreneur or business leader looking to take your career to the next level, you can't go wrong with Dan Sullivan. Trust me, he's the best in the business and, and he'll help you achieve greatness. Thank you, Dan, for all that you do. You're a true American hero and an inspiration to us all. So anyway, if I told it, rewrite this, but uh, change where Dan was born to, um, then it would swap that out and, and remember it. Yeah. No, I think that's it's not great. too bad. I think that's yep. really great. Yeah. That, uh, that impressed me. Yeah. 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 It's pretty let's funny. Do, let's do one with Joe Biden in the first. Okay. Uh, okay. Here we go. Write a biography. Uh, it's, this is going to be horribly boring. So let's share the screen. Um, boom, boom. It's the voice of uh, Joe, President Joe Biden. Oops. Joe Biden. Um, okay. All right. Gotta wait for this to, to finish. Uh, First of all, it's a lot longer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I, I had it rewrite. Um, yeah, okay, please write the great and powerful. All right, here we go. I finished that. So I'm gonna I'm gonna feed it while it's doing that. I when I had it rewrite, it says in conclusion, Dan Sullivan is a true winner, a man who knows how to succeed in business and in life. If you're looking for someone to help you achieve your full potential, then Dan is the man for the job. Trust me, he'll make America great again. That was funny. Here we go. I am honored to introduce introduce you to the uh, st 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 uh, oh, sorry. Yeah, <laughs> the esteemed Dan Sullivan, f f f f founder and president of Strategic Coach. Dan is a man who's his career to helping entrepreneurs and business leaders achieve success and reach their full potential. Then we got the Dan and Ray. I said I had a passion for business and a desire to make a difference in the world. He's trying to be Donald Trump. <laughs> yeah. After graduating from university, he started his own company and quickly made a name for himself as a successful entrepreneur. But Dan's true calling came when he founded Strategic Coach, a company that provides business coaching and guidance to help individuals and organizations reach their goals. Through his reach at, okay, I'm going to do the last part. Um, Dan is a true leader and a visionary, and I am confident that his work will continue to inspire and empower people for many years to come. Thank you, Dan, for all that you do to make the world a better place. Not mm -hmm. bad. Mm -hmm. I'd say it's it's close to the voice. Well, and, and the other the other thing is that it uh, it's his speechwriter. You know, yeah, it would be his speechwriter. But and Trump really writes his own speeches. I mean, I mean, he you know he's like Reagan. Reagan Reagan was you know he actually did his own speeches. Anyway. Do you mean but there's something up there that he chooses I mean, to the, ignore? The Trump one. The Trump one. It really is almost like you're picking up a cartoon character. Or something yeah. like that, because he is that way, you know. Yes. I mean, yeah. I mean, he brought worldwide wrestling to politics. That's his great achievement, you know. And uh, you're you're so right. I, uh, um, it, you are absolutely right. If you haven't seen it, I'll forward it to you. Uh, Donald Trump came out with NFTs, NFT trading cards, and the commercial for it is unbelievably hilariously cartoonish. Is this a parody uh, or a real thing? It's it's real. It's a real um, thing. And oh, it's, I'd love uh, to see it. It's mind-bogglingly hilarious. Yeah. Okay. We're, yeah. Are we uh, still? We'll on wrap this up. We'll call this done. <laughs> <laughs>
This is okay. this is the end of the show officially. It's done. All right. Yeah. yeah. Get out there and amplify your capability. Make add some make, just add JPT three. Yeah. Mike make Mike rich even more. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. I like that. That's make a great way to end a podcast. <laughs> That's right. I like it. The slogan. All right. See you, everyone. Bye.